Hi, this is Nick Forster. Welcome to E-Town. This week, we are going to revisit a show we recorded almost exactly a year ago at E-Town Hall in front of an audience. Our good friend, multi-instrumentalist, songwriter, champion musician, Daryl Scott is back with us, and uh, Kaya Cater is on the show. And we have a wonderful Achievement Award winner from Nashville, one of our favorites, Becca Stevens, plus a great finale. And that's all coming right now. From E-Town Hall in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, it's E-Town with this week's guests. From Toronto, Canada, Kaya Cater, Achievement Award winner, Becca Stevens, and from Nashville, Tennessee, Daryl Scott and his Bluegrass Band. I'm Helen Forster. Join me right now in welcoming our host, Nick Forster. Thank you, everybody. Welcome to E-Town. Welcome to E-Town Hall. Thanks to Bryn Davies and Shad Cobb and Matt Flinner, along with Ron Jolly for helping out on the, um, the opening theme song. So, um, Kaya Cater, Daryl Scott, Becca Stevens, they've all got great stories to tell, so we're going to get to it. Just a little bit of introductions. Kaya was born and raised in Canada, which is where her dad landed after the invasion of his native island of Grenada in the early 80s. Her latest project kind of connects the dots in her family story and does so in a really musical way. Daryl Scott's parents grew up in uh, Kentucky. The family moved to Gary, Indiana, and then to Southern California, where uh, Daryl helped his dad, along with his brothers in the family business, mostly putting up chain link fence. His dad, Wayne, by the way, was a great singer, knew a million songs, and um, had a band, brought his sons up to Alaska in the summer to play when Daryl was a teenager playing bars in Alaska. Lots of time with the instruments in their hands. Daryl then moved to Canada and then to Boston, spent a little time at Tufts University, then to Nashville, got involved playing sessions, and then after a while, people started recording his songs. And I'm talking about people like Travis Tritt and the Dixie Chicks and Patti Loveless and Brad Paisley and Faith Hill and his friend Guy Clark. So he's good at writing songs. He's really good at singing. He's really good at playing, too. He's toured on his own. He's toured in other bands like Robert Plant's band and Zach Brown's band. He's done a million things, and they're all good. He's been making new music all this week. He's been in the studio here all this week, so we're really glad to have him back with us. Please help me welcome back to E-Town, along with his band, Daryl Scott and his bluegrass band. Here's a Joni Mitchell song called Urge for Going. Summer colored skin, and not another man 
faces and the snow Well, she got the urge for going And I had to let her Summertime is falling down, 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 and winter's closing Nick mentioned we've been recording down in the E-Town studios all week long, and uh, this is one of the songs that we recorded this week called Kentucky Morning.
They would come by in December While the folks were alive With gifts from the money they made And they talk of the nights Neat the bright city lights And wonder how I ever stayed And I tell them Kentucky morning You can't hear Whippoorwill Out on the street Get me a good piece of land And an old cane bag rocker While life goes on And on And on While life goes on And on Daryl Scott, welcome back to E-Town. So glad you're here. Uh, you've been working hard. You've been, you had a gig last night. You've been in the studio all week. You're in the studio today. That's just yeah, cranking. Absolutely. E-Town Studios. Wow. Now, you made a live record with this band at the Station Inn. Yeah. And um, it's a beautiful thing to have that opportunity to play live and capture that experience. Because I know for you, that's where it all makes sense in a way, isn't it? Just being in the moment, being in front of an audience, seeing what happens. Yeah, absolutely. The moment uh, in a musical way is really what I'm looking for. Yeah. That actually can happen very much in a studio too, mm -hmm. um, but it definitely happens in live performance because mm -hmm. you just have to. Things change. Like 
our voices, uh, the PA system, how much we had to drink last night, <laughs> how much sleep we did or didn't get, affects yeah. all of that. But that moment, that kind of uh, unknown, that you know the arrangement, but I like getting into those unknown places because there's surprises there. The uncertainty is an advantage if you're going for that musical mystery moment. Yeah. yeah. And to tell you the truth, I think the same is in there with songwriting. It's one thing to have a plan, but it's the surprises. It's that third yeah. verse that you had no idea that was going to happen. Yeah. That's the good stuff. So in some ways, both the performance and the songwriting are kind of about listening, right? About being open and seeing what comes in. Absolutely. And especially with this group, because, you know, we've done gigs, but we've kind of not exactly rehearsed. Uh, it's one of those weird things. You, we go and do shows. I know that about you, too. Yeah, you do, don't you? We've done that. But that's what this week was really great about, was getting down in the studio and really playing together. And I think yeah. we made a really good one. Oh, cool. Well, I can't wait to hear it. It'll be out sometime in the future. Sometime in the future. Yeah. That's a perfect way to say it. <laughs> In case you just tuned in, you're listening to Eat Down. I'm here with Daryl Scott. Um, you bought yourself a big old farm in Tennessee, right? Yes, I did. Chickens, pigs, what do you got going on? Goats, lambs, cattle, and organic gardening. Cool. How much land do you have? Over 500 acres. Yeah. So it's like a state park is what it feels like. <laughs> and then, yes, there's four pastures, probably, I don't know, 75, 80 acres of pasture. Yeah. In rural Tennessee, do you think sort of respecting the land and taking care of nature and all that stuff, is that natural instinct, or are you um, more conservation-minded than some of those around you? Definitely, we're more conservation-minded. Yeah. You know, it's really the story of not just Tennessee, but farms across this country. They changed the family farm. I mean, what is that anymore, almost, you know, where it was 80 years ago or so. Many, many, many family farms. So the growing changed, the soils changed, the need for commercial fertilizer changed. And now we're just trying to, in essence, heal the land of ours that had all of that stuff. So, um, yeah, we're, we're the oddballs, definitely, yeah. in our area. Um, lastly, I just want to thank you because I know we're about to learn more about our Achievement Award this week, but you were the one who submitted that story and, and mm -hmm. uh, sent the info in, and, and so I look forward to learning more about all that, and thank you for doing that. My pleasure. You'll see that Becca is uh, a rock star. Okay, well, we'll find out more soon. Meanwhile, we're going to get back to music. Thanks, Daryl. Thank Would you. Would you help me welcome back to the stage Daryl Scott and his bluegrass band? Sport. You're a one day late and I'm a dollar short. 
Maybe it was planned, maybe it was a goof, but a cat just has to dance on a hot tin roof. Hey, come on, baby, baby, let's go where we get the money, honey. I'm gonna come unglued. We got hand-me-down clothes, hand-me-down shoes. We got them big better mama. Here we go again, blues. Hey, hey, baby, baby, let's go. Where we get the money, honey, I don't know. One more baby's alright by me. We'll just add another limb to the family tree. Chad Cobb on the fiddle, Bryn Davies on the bass, Matt Flinner on the banjo and the mandolin. The record's called Live at the Station Inn, out on Full Light Records. Daryl Scott, they'll be back to play some more music later on in the show. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by Silk, the charter sponsor of Change the Course. The program was co-created with National Geographic to restore water in critically water-stressed ecosystems. You can learn more about Silk's commitment to the environment and to plant-based nutrition at silk.com. And by our diverse family of NPR affiliates and community stations, plus college and commercial stations, as well as our international stations and podcast subscribers worldwide. Thank you for your continued support. By the way, if you're curious about E-Town's home base, E-Town Hall, our beautiful solar-powered music venue, community center, and recording studio in downtown Boulder, Colorado, you can learn more about it on our website, etown.org. You're listening to E-Town. Thank you. 
I'm Nick Forster. You're listening to E-Town. Uh, Daryl Scott and his bluegrass band will be back, play some more music later on the show. And coming up, great singer-songwriter from Toronto, Kaya Cater, is here, along with a couple of her friends. Before we get back to music, though, we are going to introduce you all to someone who is stepping up and making a difference in their hometown. Uh, we get to do this every week. And these are people we find out about from listeners like you, although we know in this case we found out about this week's winner from a listener who's also one of our musical guests this week. Um, so it's proof that you too could actually nominate someone with a great story and we put it on the air. So this is, in fact, a great story. Uh, it's the Achievement Award, and here comes Helen to tell you about this week's winner. Thank you, Nick. Well, as uh, Daryl said, Becca Stevens of Nashville, Tennessee is totally awesome. As a young child, Becca's dad, an Episcopal priest, was killed by a drunk driver. Now, if that wasn't enough, the man who replaced her father at the church sexually abused her, a secret she kept for years. As a young adult, Becca attended college majoring in math, but she saw herself wanting to work in social justice. After graduating with her math degree, she worked with some nonprofits, and then she decided to attend Vanderbilt Divinity School. While there, she volunteered helping women who were homeless and dealing with addiction. She eventually became an Episcopal priest herself and eventually started a nonprofit called Thistle Farms that specifically provides a safe haven for women who are survivors of trafficking, addiction, and prostitution. They first offered housing, then branched out to job skill training, economic opportunities, and so much more. Luckily, Becca's here from Nashville to tell us about it. So please join me in welcoming this week's Achievement Award winner, Becca Stevens. Hi, Becca. Welcome to E-Town. Thanks for coming. Helen described, you know, the sort of genesis of this whole project and out of tragedy, something really positive grew. And of course, we're really sorry to hear about the loss of your dad and the abuse you suffered and all of the stuff that you kept to yourself, as Helen said, for, for years, apparently, right? I think most kids do. I think most yeah. kids who go through some of that trauma, they don't even really have the words for what happened to them. And it takes a while to figure out, is the world crazy or am I crazy? Yeah, yeah. So you had the experience, you had obviously empathy, and then you got training, and then you learned to help, you know, victims of abuse and addiction. And then uh, you got some people together and you figured out, I'm going to have to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was your first step? What was the first thing you did? First thing I did was I got a house right down the street from where we lived. So nobody could say, not in my backyard. It was literally almost in my backyard. And then the next thing was the model was really simple. It was live somewhere free for two years with no authority in the house so that women could really form community and be a sanctuary for each other. And then it just took off from there. Right. So how did you find the women that would live in the house? Oh, Lord. (laughs) I mean, not that there's a shortage, but I mean, how did you select and how did they find you? You know, 22 years later, I mean, there's still a waiting list of more than 100 women. If you walked into prison today and said, I have a beautiful free home for two years, women weep to get there. Yeah. And so the very first thing I remember is I went to the jail and I said that and about 50 women applied to come in with five beds we had. Right. Hmm. And um, even though you say there's no authority, I'm assuming there are some rules, right? They come in the house, 
do they eventually have to get a job or be productive or do the dishes or anything like that? Absolutely. The authority lies within the women. I mean, we're just the host. They're the hero of the story. And how the program is structured has a lot to do with how they lead it and how they hold each other accountable and hold each other up. So it's a beautiful model. And is there, um, is there therapy? Is there an opportunity for them to sure. talk, talk to some people? Yeah. The truth of it is, is that um, on average, the women that we serve are first rate between the ages of 7 and 11 and first hit the streets between 14 and 16 years old. And that's when, you know, they start the criminal justice system so they're criminalized and people forget the vast, vast majority of women were victims long before they were criminals. Wow. I mean, no woman goes to the streets by herself. It takes a bunch of failed systems. And so in my mind, it made sense that a really grateful, beautiful community could come together and say, we'll help you come home. I understand you also have a layer of Thistle Farms enterprise that helps them develop some job skills or something, right? Yeah, so about four years after we started, we had three houses, we had a whole bunch of women who were unemployable. And that's when we decided we were gonna start a bath and body care company and make really lavish products that remind us we can live in our bodies and we can be safe in our bodies and we can take care of our kids and take care of court costs, do all of that good work. And it began just, you know, mixing body bombs and candles and pots. And now we have 20,000 square foot manufacturing facility wow. and we sell about four and a half million dollars worth of bath and body care products around the world. We have 50 sister communities, almost 300 beds around the country and 26 global partners. It's turned into this crazy thing. Wow. And you said that these women were unemployable, and that's because of the fact that they either weren't educated or they had a criminal record or they had just no experience other than just being on the streets. Yep. Or they don't have any teeth in their head and they don't know how to double-click on a computer or yeah. they have so much trauma when somebody looks at them, they have to run out of the building. Wow. We do education days and training now so that we can say, look, we're going to grow exponentially like love wants to grow. And so what we're going to do is now we're just doing the training so other people can keep yeah. opening new places and opening new businesses because you really can't talk about loving women and healing women if you're not going to talk about their economic well-being. Right. Well, this is literally life and death, and you're doing a beautiful thing, and we're really inspired by your work. Well, I want everybody to know that you know like, you don't have to feel powerless. You don't have to feel hopeless. There is a lot of joy in the hard work that the communities are doing out there on behalf of women. Use your economic power, use your social media power, and just keep loving everybody. Uh, if people want to see photos or learn more, Thistle Farms, how do they find out? What's the deal? What's the website? Yeah, if people want to buy our soap, is that what you're asking? Yeah. How do you buy our How soap? How do you buy a bar of soap from Christopher? How do you buy the most important soap in the United States of America? Yeah, that's the thing I was wondering. Yes. Go to thistlefarms.org. Follow me on Instagram, Becca Stevens. Follow Thistle Farms on Instagram. We're right there. Yeah, cool. Thank you. Thank and you. And congratulations. This week's winner of the Achievement Award, Becca Stevens from Thistle Farms. Well-deserved. Beautiful story. Thanks to Daryl Scott for turning us on to Becca and her work. To learn more about this amazing work, 
or to nominate someone for the award yourself, you can check out our website, etown.org. Also, we'd love to hear what you think of this segment and of the show in general. We're on Facebook and Twitter, or you can email us at info at etown.org, or you can reach us the old-fashioned way at Box 954, Boulder, Colorado, 80306. Thank you, Helen. Thanks, Becca. Thanks, Daryl, for the nomination. Such a cool story. So we're going to hear more music from uh, Daryl Scott and his band in a little while. Right now, I'm going to tell you about Kaya Cater. She was born in Montreal. She lives in Toronto. But on her latest project, she's exploring the roots of her dad's family in Grenada, a place that he left during the tense times in the early 80s, found his way to Canada. Kaya grew up knowing about her uh, Grenadian heritage, but... She discovered some music in the archives of the Smithsonian that had been recorded on the island of Grenada and apparently like five minutes away from where her dad's old family place was. She'll correct me if I'm wrong, but I I believe that all kind of helped her catalyze this vision for how she could connect the dots between her family's past and her current musical world. She wrote a bunch of songs and recorded it, and that's the genesis of this new project, which is called Grenades. And she's here for her first visit to E-Town to share some of those songs. So please welcome to E-Town, Kaya Cater. Can 
Cater, welcome to E-Town. Thank you for making the trek. Oh, no problem, Nick. Anytime. <laughs> um, am I right that you were born in Montreal? You're correct. Did you grow up speaking French? I did, yeah. I'm from an Anglophone family, but my mom always thought it was really important for me to be bilingual. She thought that it, would, it just makes you more intelligent and stronger and more empathetic as a human being. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> now, it's funny because in Canada, there's this, too, this French language people and there's the English language people and you're straddling both of those worlds. You're also straddling the worlds of your dad's ancestry and his, I'm just wondering where you found your spot. Did you kind of know where you belonged as you were growing up? No, <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, you know, I, I think that that question is probably the crux of why I became a songwriter. Cause I think that at the end of the day, all of my songs boil down to me trying to find some sort of understanding in myself. And I think that's, it's that way for a lot of songwriters. And, and it's kind of this endless quest. And I think being biracial, you grow up in a really liminal space and you don't quite belong to any group. But, you know, my dad always told me that there's strength in being in the margins. And, and so I've tried to kind of concentrate on that. Mm -hmm. And clearly that's what led you straight to the banjo. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yes, well put. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I already didn't fit in, so I might as well just add an yeah, extra layer right. on top of that. <laughs> um, so this is your third record, right? Yes. And, but it's your first to sort of explore your dad's personal history in Grenada. And first, do you want to just tell us, because I know you've gone there, do you want to tell us a little bit about Grenada as a place? Yeah, so it's a small island in the Caribbean. It's very close to the coast of Venezuela. And uh, it's a volcanic island, so it's really mountainous. But it's beautiful, and they call it the Spice Island because everything grows there, like nutmeg, avocado, pineapple, mango, blago, plantain orange it's like endless the amount of food and the fertility that's present there uh, and my dad is from there and he um, 
he grew up there kind of as you know, a very like free little boy in, in this kind of culture that we're not used to in North America. And that was all kind of interrupted by an invasion in 1983 by the American military. Yeah. Yeah, we know about that. <laughs> we know about that invasion. It's, it's funny because I think the United Nations at the time and many other nations condemned that invasion as being uh, a complete overreach and overreaction. It was sort of anti-communist Reagan-era overreaction. But what's curious to me now is that that date of the American invasion is now a holiday in Grenada called Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we think of it as it's like, wow, that was really bad. Yeah. But then in Grenada, it's like, oh, cool, Thanksgiving. And they built a statue to the fallen American soldiers who died in the invasion. Yeah. Before I went there, I was so firmly rooted in the belief that the invasion was a bad thing and that, you know, history clearly could only fall on one side. But it's very rarely that way. Like when you talk to people, people have different viewpoints about how it was. And I think that there's not a lot of room for nuance. But as far as I can tell, Morris Bishop's government, the New Jewel movement, were going against a lot of what colonial territories had been used to, which was colonial rule. And so Morris Bishop was trying to introduce this socialism that a lot of people latched onto and loved, and he had a, a large faction of people that loved him, but there was also some dissent. Life is tricky and complicated, especially in politics. Yes. <laughs> Let that be a lesson to us all forever. Yes. <laughs> Holy smokes. Um, but uh, in case you just tuned in, you're listening to E-Town. I'm here with Kaya Cater. Um, what does your mom think about your fascination with your dad's family? Is she cool with you just like focusing so much on Grenada? And she's like, wait, what about me? What about my family? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think a, a lot of my, my process of delving into my history in Grenada is the process of delving into blackness as an identity. And I think when you have a biracial child and you are the majority parent, so to speak, you have to allow your child some space to figure that out. And she's done a really good job of letting me have that space, yeah. you know, and yeah, I'm thankful for that. Yeah, that sounds cool. Well, listen, good luck on your journey. It's amazing. I think it's rare when uh, people can grow up with that much mystery around some of their family history and that it really can become a bit of a clarifying quest that you can embark on and discover and, and explore and, um, and, and the results are great. I really like the new record. So we're going to get back to music. Would you please help me welcome back to the stage Kaya Cater, <laughs> along with Andrew Ryan on the bass and Courtney Hartman on the guitar. Comment je la vis allons? La misère. Avec elle, avec elle, avec elle. La misère. Non, 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 I know you. La misère. Non, 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 you know me. La misère. Je dis pour moi, ça y est. Oh, comme elle est grave, la misère. Je dis pour moi, ça y est. Oh, comme elle est grave, la misère. Avec elle, à mes levées. La misère. Avec elle, le pic cassé. La misère. Non, 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 I know you. La misère. Non, 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 you know me. La misère. Je dis pour moi, ça y est. Oh, comme elle est grave, la misère. Je dis pour moi, ça y est, oh, comme elle est grave, la misère. Comment je la violon, la misère, avec la voix émue, la misère. No, 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 I know you, la misère, no, 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 you know me, la misère. Je dis pour moi, ça y est, oh, comme elle est grave, la misère. Je dis pour moi, ça y est, oh, comme elle est grave, la misère. Je dis pour moi, ça y est, oh, comme elle est grave, la misère. 
Je dis pour moi, ça y est. Oh, comme elle est grave, la misère. Thank you. Please welcome Nick and Helen Forster. All right, the next song we're going to do is called Paradise Fell. Paradise fell And the tenements grew Swept my soul Across the avenue Paradise fell And the tenements grew The tenements grew Paradise fell And the tenements grew the tenements grew I'm a real live wire I keep my suffering slow You're a child of fire And the Holy Ghost But we keep our hand close And we play it on out We let it play on out In the mud Father's bone in that city of gold with revelations unknown. Parts in temperance gray. You could live that way. You could live that way. That needle rides high on the bruised up tracks like a bitter tree. Paradise fell and the tenements grew. 
Canada. The record's called Grenades, along with Andrew Ryan on the bass, Courtney Hartman on guitar, Helen singing a little harmony, Kaya Cater. This portion of E-Town is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. Now, if you tuned in late and you've missed some of this week's program, the E-Town podcast will have this episode and others along with content from past shows as well. And it's available for free in iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast directories. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. I want to say hello to our listeners who are hearing E-Town on stations like KYUK in Bethel, Alaska, on WITT in Indianapolis, Indiana, and on KKRN in Bella Vista, California. Thanks for tuning in. As always, if you want more information about any of our guests, you want to see photos or videos, just check out exactly what colorful shirt Daryl Scott is wearing this week. Uh, all that stuff is online. You can also find out about how to get tickets to live shows and much more at etown.org. So far, so good. We've got some good stories, some great songs, some geopolitical history about Grenada, which some of you didn't know about. A little something for everybody here at Etown. Right now, would you please help me welcome back to the stage Daryl Scott and his bluegrass band. <laughs>
come on a ship they call the Mayflower. We'll come on a ship that sails the moon. We come in the ages most uncertain hour and sing in a Get some rest That's all I'm trying To get some rest Thank you, thank you Daryl Scott Along with this great band, Bryn Davies on the bass, Chad Cobb on the fiddle, Matt Flinner on the banjo and the mandolin. We've got time for one more song. We're going to get everybody out on stage to do this last one. We had the good fortune of getting to spend some time with Pop Staples when E-Town was just getting started. He was out here from time to time, and, and uh, he's such an inspiration. And the theme of this show, just about uh, either helping people or changing things or uh, making things better in whatever way you can, it, it can't help but remind us that there are things we can all do in our own way. We can march, as this song describes, so uh, feel free to think of it that way. I want to thank everybody. Thanks to our award winner, Becca Stevens Thistle Farms, helping women get back on their feet after suffering on the street. Amazing work. Thank you. Congratulations to Becca. Thanks to Kaya Cater. Thanks to um, Ron Jolly and Helen Forster, Daryl Scott and his bluegrass band. Here's a, a great uh, staple singer song. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E-Town. Living their lives perplexed Wandering in their minds Just what's gonna happen next And so we're gonna, gonna march Gonna march Down Freedom Highway Yes we will okay. We're gonna march Each and every day
Etown's produced by a donor-supported nonprofit organization with help from all of our fine staff. The show was recorded live at Etown Hall. To comment about the program, make an Achievement Award nomination, or get tickets to a live taping, send an email to info at etown.org or visit our website, etown.org. Distribution of E-Town is made possible by our family of sponsors, this station, and listeners like you. Made up my mind, made up my mind, that I won't turn around, and I won't turn around. Made up my mind, made up my mind, that I won't turn around, I won't turn around. Undead people in the forest, Tallahatchie rivers and lakes. Scott and his bluegrass band, Kaya Cater, Ron Jolly, Helen Forster, Chad Cobb, Bryn Davies, Matt Flinner, Courtney Hartman. Thank you, everybody, and we'll see you next time. This is a production of E-Town. That's E-Town. 
Thank you to Daryl Scott, to Kaya Cater, to Becca Stevens. I'm Nick Forster. Thank you for listening.